Welcome to Beard Talk. Welcome to Beer Talk, and uh, Jesse, how is your greatest accessory growing? My greatest accessory? Look at this thing. This thing is downright majestic. Like, this is legit right here. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, I'm keeping the more trimmed, kept, put together look, but uh, it's a little sloppy because I haven't, like, taken a razor to it in a while. Well, eventually, once I get a robe and, like, go full monastic, this is really going to work out for me. Yes, we'll have to get you a staff too. I I support that. In fact, if we can go Gandalf at some point, I think that would be a solid. Only a solid if you yell, "You shall not pass." I actually point. fully said that to Ephraim today. <laughs> oh well, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how are you doing outside of the beard? Uh, you know what? It's been kind of a tough week. Like this. This whole isolation thing, it feels like the emotions kind of come in waves. Mm. Like you're, you're fine for a little bit. And then like maybe a few day, a couple of days later, it just starts playing with you. And you start to feel like that. Ah, I'm all by myself. Nothing's around. Ah, what's going on? Like it's just, it, it's tough, you mm. know. And I think for me this week, it's been a real kind of mental health roller coaster. Mm. If I'm being real about it. Yeah. Um, I'm... I'm thankful for my wife and kids because they're kind of the, you know, they kind of lift me out of it. Mm -hmm. Today, um, Bennett, my youngest, my 10-year-old sat with me and we looked at Disneyland maps from Disneyland all over the world. He just loves maps of different Disneylands. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm cool. I'm cool with thinking about Disneyland right now. I am good with that. Yeah, that's awesome. How about you, man? What's up? Uh, What's happening in Short Beard Land? In Short Beard Land? That's right. It's a land. Uh, or Short Beardistan? <laughs> short Beardistan. <laughs> please, more of that. Um, yeah, it's it's going pretty good. Uh, we, I've been just kind of like in my downtime, just chilling. Uh, my wife and I just finished a TV series, and uh, I, I mean, it's my beard seal of approval, so I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, anything. yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, you don't give it but, away. But uh, yeah, so we, we were watching that. And then we've, I've been playing a lot of video games in my downtime. But then, like, you know, still getting to work on, like, beard talk and Bible study stuff. And so it's been a lot of the same, hmm. but I'm still not used to working at my kitchen table. Hmm. Yeah, my office is in my bedroom right now. Like, there's a desk that just slides to the side of the bed and then slides back to the wall so I don't, like, grievously injure myself in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, it takes the uh, the action adventure out. Oh my gosh, I if if there's you know if there's something to stub my toe on, I will find that thing and stub the crap out of my toe. Always the pinky toe though, too. Mm. Always the pinky toe. Have it's you ever stubbed okay. your big toe before? I don't think so. I think it's always the pinky toe for me. I mean, I'd say I'm like ninety eight percent pinky toe, but I have done the big toe once or twice, and it is brutal. <laughs> like. It almost hurts more than the pinky toe. Why? I don't know because it, it shouldn't, but it oh, almost man. does. Yeah. Brutal. Well, anyways, um, I think we should do our beard seal of approval. Beard seal of approval. Today, uh, we decided this week, either a movie or TV series. So uh, let's, uh, let's go with yours, Deb. 
so Devin's beard seal of approval. What are we looking at here? Uh, the TV show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's the show my wife and I just watched through, and I've seen it a couple of times. It's a great show, really funny, lots of silly laughs, but uh, uh, she hadn't seen it all before, so we watched through it together, and it's it's a good binge-worthy show. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. What about you? What's been yours? Oh, oh. Oh, no, that's yours. Hold up. There's mine. The movie Onward from from Pixar or Disney. Or I suppose they're the same thing at this point. Um, I love this movie. Um, I grew up as a major, like, fantasy nerd, mm-hmm. you know, doing, you know, role-playing games and, and all the, you know, dragons and magicians and dwarves and novels and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. this... This was perfect, and you know, this Pixar and Disney do this to me every, every freaking time. Like it's it's always like, by the end of this movie, I'm just like, just feeling. I'm in all of the feelings. I know like feelings. I know nothing about this movie. People have talked about it, but I didn't even know it was coming out. Oh man! So if you have a Disney Plus subscription, you can you can get it. Um, I don't know if it's on any of the other streaming services yet. Uh, or not streaming, but I think you have to rent it. But awesome, awesome movie. Totally recommended. Mm. Um, loved it. Awesome. So I think uh, for today, we're going to do a nice, light, easy topic. We're going to talk about joy. Yeah, this seems like the perfect time to talk about joy. Yeah, exactly. The perfect time. <laughs> now, whenever I hear the word perfect, this is the total side and bunny trail. Mm-hmm. But I think of like a cat purring. So I think perfect. Oh no, dude, that hurt my feelings. I know <laughs> that was that joke was so bad it hurt my feelings. It's probably one of my favorite horrible jokes it's, ever exists. That is spectacularly cringy. Thank you. I, you know, my 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 dad joke this week was uh, um, I borrowed it from Kev on stage, but it was man, I was attacked by a one, three, five, seven, and a nine. You could say the odds were against me. Just like I busted into Ephraim's room and told him that joke. And he's like, oh, he was so mad that I inflicted that on him. And fair enough. He should be mad that I inflicted that on. That's a mm-hmm. terrible joke. Yeah. So for joy, because um, obviously bad jokes bring us joy, not necessarily to everyone else. But uh, I thought we'd start off with a nice, easy question. You know, what is the difference between joy and happiness? Or is there one? Hmm. Well, you, you you mentioned that you found an article where the guy was arguing that joy and happiness are the same thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about where your research hit on that. That's, that's an interesting idea. Well, I've always personally believed that there isn't a similar, like a similarity between them. Hmm. So for me, I was, I came across this article and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll give it a read and, you know, challenge my mind and stuff. Yeah. And so it was by uh, like the Desiring God website, and the. Oh, I thought you said challenge your mind. Oh, oh sorry, I said that with my oh. voice. Ooh, shade. Ooh. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I opened it up, gave it a read, and it was basically this guy. He just wrote a book, and his, I think it was his doctorate, maybe I'm not sure, but his idea was because of like the word for joy having can be translated from Greek to English, both in as 
joy and as happiness. Right. And because they're synonyms of each other, I think I said that right when I, yeah, sometimes I say cinnamon. It's not a cinnamon. <laughs> it's not a cinnamon of each other. Please just say cinnamon. Now I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every time I'm going to do that now. Yeah. So because it's synonyms of each other, um, he's just like, yeah, it's just, it's the same thing. And I just kind of read that article and I'm like, mm, that's, that just doesn't sit right for me because there have been times where I've experienced joy, but it's been in a crappy situation hmm. where joy might not necessarily be, or sorry, happiness might necessarily be like the forefront emotion or even present at all. And so for me, I kind of see the difference of them as happiness is, you know, an emotion. It's something that's temporary. It, mm-hmm. You can experience it, but it's not going to last forever because I think that would be too perfect. Yeah. Um, but then joy is this like underlying thing that's exists in all seasons and that you can have and attain. Right. right. So that's kind of where I'm at with the difference between joy and happiness. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I wonder because I don't think you can like, I don't think you can separate, you know, either the word happy or happiness from like a pop culture definition of it Mm. where, you know, happiness kind of happy comes and goes or gets stuck in your head forever if it's by Pharrell, Mm. but, um, point to the side, um, Happiness, yeah, happiness is this thing that comes. Joy can be a source of happiness. Mm-hmm. Like they're not entirely unrelated, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it's it's they're not the same thing. Mm. Like, and I kind of have to reach outside of my own tradition um, because I, I, you know, I don't always find I, I find that the people who have the best understanding of this are people who are more on the more on the outskirts of power when it comes to society. Mm. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my sociological Ambro in my my sociology classes for a second. But um, the place where I found it to be most true, uh, I'm, I'm is uh, in uh, either um, uh, like majority global South mm. folks. So you know Latinx people or uh, people of African descent, you know, have a much better grasp on uh, what it means to um, balance joy and suffering. Mm. Um, whereas I, I don't always find that the white evangelical tradition handles that all that well. Mm. But there's this tradition, especially um, like uh, within the, you know, within the African-American tradition of, you know, these some of the most joyful we're going to get over, you know, powerful music um, and triumphant music comes out of a tradition of a people who've experienced an incredible amount of su- and still do an incredible amount of suffering and challenge and marginalization. Uh, so it, that's the thing for me is if there's there's all this joy and celebration mm. that comes out of this, you know, place of suffering and injustice and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, that's, that's where the joy is happiness things falls apart for me. Mm. Yeah. I didn't sit in the camp, but they were the same. I just stumbled across that article. No, no, I, I totally, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you, Devin. 
I think hey, you're kind of arguing. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to hop on it. It's about to get real. <laughs> yeah, after this, we're going to beat each other up outside, but that's okay. Yeah, it seems like a super pastoral thing to do. Yeah, totally. Well, I don't know. We would socially... How do you, how do you beat someone up in a socially distant way? Throw stones. Wow, that is hardcore biblical. <laughs> You went there. I did go there. All right, we should probably move this discussion along. Yeah. It's, it's getting weird. It is getting a little weird. Sorry. Uh, next question. You're not sorry. I'm really not. What do you, What do we mean by biblical joy? Hmm. Um, based on some like Bible reading that I've done about biblical joy, uh, I found that it's more kind of rooted. A lot of passages rooted towards that idea of like that deeper faith. You can hmm. find joy in that faith with God. Um, the first scripture that always pops to my head whenever I hear the word joy in Bible mm-hmm. is James one, two to four, right? which says, uh, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I guess it's like a really powerful scripture. Hmm. Period. Yeah, yeah. For sure. um, but I love how James is like sharing about finding joy in those like challenging times or those times where you like, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. And but this is coming out of it. And I know that in our private times, we've actually talked about those like hard moments in life that have the that huge faith forming mm-hmm. moments for us. And so that's another reason why I don't think happiness and joy can be the same. But um, James shares how these tough times help us produce our faith in a more deeper way. And because of them, like, yeah, you, because of them, you lack nothing even in those hard times. And I think that's just really, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that connects with something we were talking offline um, before. And Mm. I, I think part of what joy is, is it's a connection to a deeper reality that doesn't mm. change. Um, we've been talking off and on in the 11 a.m. check-ins on Facebook and Instagram about um, practicing the presence of God, mm-hmm. which is as simple as just taking a minute, just breathing and acknowledging that God is there. Mm-hmm. As simple as that, practicing the presence. And in that, there's peace and there's joy. I feel like joy and hope are very closely interrelated. Mm-hmm when it comes to that, but it is a connection to a deep spiritual truth that allows you to, um, to praise and have that fuel for the journey, even when things really, really suck mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. By the way, and, and don't hear in any of this, us being dismissive of naming and experiencing suffering or challenges or being real about that. That's not what this is. Joy mm. is not dishonesty. No, it, it's about something deeper, something more like tangible, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, next question. Cause I, uh, throwing everybody for a loop. We're doing four questions this week. What? I know. So next question, what are some scriptures that have impacted your perspective on joy? Why don't you share one? Sure. Long beard first. Long beard first. All right. Um, I think the first one for me was uh, uh, 2 Corinthians, not to be confused with 2 Corinthians. Anyway, I digress. 2 Corinthians 
chapter 3, verse 17. I'm reading from the uh, NIV. Mm -hmm. uh, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm -hmm. I think that joy and liberation are two things that are very closely related. Mm -hmm. um, because the Spirit of God frees us. And freedom is something that we can experience in all circumstances. Mm -hmm. And joy is the joy of liberation, the joy of freedom, the joy of being freed, of being liberated. And I, I think a lot about this Jesus. Life in Jesus is a life of liberation. Mm. You know, and, and I feel like joy is inseparable from the breaking of chains. Mm. Yeah. Uh, one one for me, uh, Galatians five twenty two to twenty three, says, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such things there is no law." And I love first of all that that Paul takes time to talk about fruit of the spirit. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I love the last part of. 23 where it says against such things there is no law hmm. and that's the real key when you come to this passage is and especially for paul's time he was really dealing with people who were like believed in jesus but were like but the law and i know we're a little bit more pulled but away from that law. now but yeah <laughs> but they'd be like but but the law and like it, it was almost like it was still yeah an idol enough it's in and of itself uh, that's a strong word to say but to some, it was. Well, and in all honesty, we're great at creating law. Mm -hmm. So it's a good reminder for yeah. us too. So when he says like against such things there is no law, it's it he's sharing with them and being like, guys, if you allow the spirit to work in you and you allow it to to produce fruit in your life, the things you're going to produce aren't going to be against any law, aren't going to be seen as wrong, aren't going to be seen as bad. And I think as you grow in your relationship with God and as the spirit works in you and changes you and shifts you, you experience this joy and yeah. the, all the other ones too, but like this joy that's just unshakable. Hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dig that. Um, the second verse for me that I popped into was um, I, I go back to First John a lot. Mm. Um, one of my favorite theologians, who I mention like all the time, and I will, uh, is Brad Jerzak. Mm. But he talks about the Johannine literature in the Bible, or the the Johns. So the Gospel of John, and then First and Second. Is there a third? Yeah, there is a third John. By the way, if you ever have triplets, First, Second, Third John. Boom. There's your names. Yeah. Um, but. He, he's, uh, he says that that's some of the most mature theology in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And so I go back to 1 John a lot. And so for me, uh, it's 1 John 4, verse 18. Mm. It says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. But the one who fears is not made perfect in love. And I think it goes back to, you know, this. there's later on in that passage, you know, talks about how God is love the identity of God is love mm. and being connected to the source being connected to love the most perfect uh, revelation of love and the source of love mm. that is something that breeds joy in a human being is being connected to this deep bottomless well of love 
Mm-hmm. That's something where joy can be born. That is fertile soil for joy to be born in a human being. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's why I gravitate to that. You even worked in a great farming analogy. Totally. It's very, very biblical. It is very Alberta, actually. <laughs> oh, true. All yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I you, you went biblical. I went, yeah, no. Berta. Yeah. <laughs> Berta, y'all. Berta. Um, the last passage that I thought of um, was Proverbs seventeen twenty-two, And just like before I read it, I love the Proverbs. I like to call them the fortune cookies of the Bible. Oh, my gosh. Because it's like little tiny verse snippets of like something you could open up in a fortune cookie and be like, oh, that's like a nice little truth. Um, so, yeah, Proverbs seventeen twenty two says a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up bones. Hmm. And I just love this passage because it just talks to like experiencing joy in life and what it does for you. Hmm. Right. Because it says like a joyful heart is good medicine. It's talking about like and then it talks about like dried up bones. So like, again, going to the farming analogy joyful heart is like something that's going to be mm-hmm. able to produce and be able to grow and be able to thrive. Whereas a lack of joy in the heart leads you to like a barren wasteland kind of thing going on. Totally. Yeah. Um, one of my, one of my favorites, it, the thing is it's, what's interesting is that it's, it's not just um, the biblical authors or even um, the biblical scholars who figured this stuff out mm-hmm. that joy is kind of the fuel for the journey mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite books is written by a couple of sociologists and it's called joyful militancy mm. where they're talking about how um being in activist circles and doing the work of of justice and activism can be really can beat you down and can be exhausting when you see all the injustice that exists in the world, but that trying to um, find uh, a joyful presence and and exist in a life giving kind of space mm-hmm. um, internally and with other people mm-hmm. is the fuel for the journey. So what's interesting is that it's both people coming from a Christian perspective, but also from outside the realm of of Christianity are figuring out this joy thing mm. that it's necessary. The, the, the cool thing is that as people who move in a Jesus centered spirituality is we're connected to the source of joy, mm. which is really exciting. Yeah. I think you covered that really well. Well, you know, <laughs> I sometimes think about these things. Yeah. I just, I guess as I was researching this and uh, I didn't think of this topic this week, my wife actually did. She's like, why don't you talk about joy? And I was like, I like that. Uh, Big props to Kendra. Yeah. Kendra, you're awesome. She is awesome. Continue to be awesome. Yes, please do. Um, But yeah, so for me, it just kind of made me sit back and think about my life and just kind of, am I exuding joy? Hmm. And especially in the here and now and what's kind of with everything going on. I'm like, is my life showing joy? Is it not showing joy? And that kind of leads us well into our last question, which is how have you found joy in this time of social distancing? Yeah. And that's, that's a tough one. I'm going to need a minute. So short beard first. All right. Yeah. For me, um, I have to kind of answer this in two ways in Mm -hmm. all reality. Uh, first, the first way is like the temporal joys. Cause like there've been things like, you know, watching Brooklyn nine, nine with my wife that brought me joy, but it's not like I'm forever fulfilled because Hold I watched Brooklyn nine, nine. You're saying Brooklyn nine. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. That's, that's, that's tough, man. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or like when I sit down and play like video games in an evening or something like that, mm-hmm. um, again, brings me joy, but it's not like I'm forever changed because of the game that I right. played. So on that aspect, those things in this time of social distancing have helped fill time when it's been like on like a weekend or whatever, when there's normally we'd be like going out or going for a walk or, or I guess you can still go for walks, but like going out and doing something with people or something like that. Those things have brought joy in those moments where I can't, but on a more deeper, more fulfilling way, just being able to engage with God in worship more Hmm. and in different ways has been very beneficial I know last week I said, like, I see worship as a lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. for me, like, you know, being able to strengthen my relationship with my wife is a way that I'm being able to gauge and worship God and Mm -hmm. being able to do do my job here at at the church is a way for me to engage in worship. And, you know, then like the usuals like Bible study and Mm -hmm. prayer and um, listening to worship tunes and singing along and just having times of reflection, like all, all that stuff has just really been bringing me a a deeper joy because I'm realizing that even if my world isn't what it is or what it used to be, Mm -hmm. I'm still content because of my relationship with God. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Um, I think, you know what, like connecting with connecting with people during like my 11 AM check-in time has been really cool. Mm. Um, that gives me a lot of joy. Um, that fills my tank a lot. Um, definitely chilling with my boys. Mm-hmm. Like my, my my kids are awesome. You know, I appreciate. You know, um, honestly, the smile. Anything that brings a smile to their faces is fuel for the journey for me. Mm. So you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons, and you know, or you know, running around, we have a swing in our basement, which is nice, you know, but like Nerf wars and all that kind of stuff is great, you know, or spending, spending time actually just having meaningful conversations with my wife, Mm. you know, is awesome. Like being able to listen and get that insight from Genevieve and be able to share, you know, share challenges. I think one of the things that brings me the most joy is being able to feel connected and shared struggle. Mm. Everybody's got stuff right now that they're dealing with. And knowing that none of us are alone and we all have that shared experience. Mm-hmm. Um, pan- the pandemic doesn't bring me any joy, but the fact that we're all kind of working through our stuff and choosing to do it together mm. and what and we're all kind of learning that we really need each other, that this whole individualism thing is not working out for us, <laughs> that we're meant for community, we're meant for each other, and seeing pe- more and more people realize that is, that is a huge source for joy for me, seeing change, hmm. so that, you know, we, we may have left our old normal behind, but it gives me joy and hope that our new normal will be better amen yeah i love it what about you guys our uh, our fun friends on instagram facebook or youtube wherever you are in the land of stuff, <laughs> the land of stuff. <laughs> what has okay. been bringing you joy in this time 
yeah hop in the comments on instagram hop in the comments on youtube don't be shy y'all let us know what's up i don't bite i can't count for jesse but i don't yeah you know yeah what's bringing you joy where are you finding some light I think I think another thing for me too is just really I haven't had this much time to read in a million jillion years. Mm. So <laughs> I'm a book nerd, so I'm really I'm finding a lot of a lot of joy in reading um not not just novels but reading books that are just kind of, you know, um mm. kicking my butt a bit. So Yeah. That's pretty hip. Oh. Uh my parents say that his my, my mom retired and he gets to spend every day with her. That's, oh, a, that's a good joy. That's adorable. Love that. Yeah. My parents are more adorable than I am. So. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, y'all on Instagram. What's up? What is bringing you joy right now? What are you finding that's bringing you joy? Well, I guess, oh, you know, it could be. That like, you're, and if, hey, listen, if that's a struggle for you right now and you're not like hopping on a ton of things, then that's all good too. Mm. Uh, Maddie says so much reading and walking in the woods. Oh, that's awesome. That does sound awesome. That does sound good. Alrighty. Well, I think we'll wrap it up with a word of prayer. I'll pray this time. Sure. And uh, then we'll close it off. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that we can come to you, that we can be in your presence, and that we can engage in you in so many different ways. Father, thank you that we can spend time talking about joy, and that there is this deeper underlying joy that we can find in you. And I pray that each of us finds that, that each of us lives it, that it can be a fruit of the spirit in our lives. And God, I pray that we don't allow the synonym of happiness to relate our view of what joy can be. Mm. God, keep us safe, keep us healthy, but help us stay connected in your great and heavenly name. Amen. Amen. So listen, guys, if you have questions for us or there's any, you know, burning question that you want answered, feel free to hop in the DMs or the comments on, on YouTube um, as well. Get in touch with us um, on Facebook or uh, feel free if you want to do it the real old fashioned way. Emails are all good, too. Oh, I thought you were going to say like snail mail. No, no, no. Please don't send us postcards because who knows who touched that. Um, <laughs> it's real like that. It is. Um, but if you want to get in touch with an email, it's uh, Devin at BethanyChapel.com or Jesse, J-E-S-S-E at BethanyChapel.com. Thanks so much for hanging out. Peace. And we will. Oh, and we have an announcement. An announcement. We are now on Apple's podcast platform. So if you want to subscribe to Beer Talk on uh we're um, on Apple Podcasts. You go right ahead and do that and catch mm -hmm. up on all of our back episodes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Be well, you guys. And wash your hands.